Here's how you become a savings catcher, diva, or don. Step one, download the Walmart app and use the savings catcher. Step two, enter your Walmart receipt. Step three, savings catcher compares prices of eligible items at Walmart. Step four, if it finds a lower advertised price by a leading store in your area, it will give you the difference on an e-gift card in a few days. Step five, do a two-step. You're in. Saving money in every penny counts. Save with savings catcher from Walmart. Comparison on eligible products only. Restrictions apply. Visit walmart.com slash savings catcher for details. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads from over 200 countries and your number one source in after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Woo! Hello, AfterBuzzers. We're here during another AfterBuzz TV After Show for MTV's Teen Wolf Season 4, Episode 9, Perishable. I'm your host, Kristen Elizabeth Snyder. Joining me, AfterBuzz TV host, June Lee. Hey, everyone. Our special guest plays Dr. Brunsky. Please welcome Aaron Hendry. Woo! Hey Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming back. Seriously. You bet. You were to be back. fantastic last night. Mm. You're so I know. scary. Good episode. For those of you episode. who, for those of you who don't know, mm-hmm. Aaron actually played the new Gitsune yeah, mm-hmm. last, last season, and he was so good. Mm-hmm. They ended up making him the main villain mm-hmm. last season, and also writing Doctor Brunsky for his character. Yeah, I know. Which You're was kind of badass. Cool. Yeah. Well, they're badass. <laughs> I mean, they really like like I I just honestly I can't ever sing the praises on Jeff Davis enough. Mm-hmm. Like he's yeah. he's. You know, June and I were talking about this before the show. He, you know, he he, he responds to what he sees happening mm-hmm. in the show and happening on set. He's got mm-hmm. a game plan. He's playing it out ahead of himself, but he does. He watches the performances. He watches the rehearsals, mm-hmm. and you know, and if something's working, he he keeps writing it. You know, and and this this little thing that came up in the Icon original Icon House episode. Um, Turned into a new guy. Yeah. And we got some good scary out of him, so mm-hmm. it was fun. Yeah, yeah. That is so exciting. Yeah. I'm glad that they brought you back because you just have like all the characteristics <laughs> of an amazing villain. <laughs> yeah, I you know. Do. I was like, oh my gosh, she's a villain again. <laughs> yeah. But I felt like it was a little different because like what do you think he was like in love with Meredith? I don't think so. There were, I sense you like some that? sort of like sadness, there's and some, like there was like a tear. There's some awesome stuff that's gonna come up. That's gonna come up. Yeah. Yeah. He's so. only a different kind of sicko. Mm-hmm. Like like there's a there's a sadism to him, but mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I, there's there's something. You're right that there's something <laughs> off with him about about his relationship with his with his you know with his patients. And yeah, yeah. He, oh. you know he feels. You know that that there's something in it that for him isn't cruel. It's it's there's right. a, it's their therapy. You right. know, like right. there's some sick yeah. stuff going on there. I, mean, yeah. I really yeah. hope that we get to explore that because we just got a moment of it, which we'll talk about right. more later. Mm-hmm. But he said a lot of stuff that I'm like, 
that's exactly what someone who's doing bad, like, they reason to make it good, right. mm-hmm. you know? And that happens a lot in this world. It's like, villains, they don't actually think what they're doing is bad. They think yes. they're doing good There's for the world. Right. And, those are the, yeah. and those are the scariest villains, you yeah. know? Exactly, yeah. 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 Nando in the booth. I feel like some people are on the iChat sending us messages. So if you see anything you want to read to us, let us know. But I hear, I hear people. Yeah. I hear the Do chat. You, so maybe if we can turn off the little bing. Oh um, but you guys can feel free to call in. The number is 424-256-1729. Join the discussion. Tweet June. <laughs> she has her Twitter up at Miss Miss MS underscore June Lee. Awesome. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and start breaking down the episode. Let's do it. All right, so we get Parrish is in trouble. Oh my goodness. Dude, I love Parrish in this I, episode. I, I, love I love it. Too. He was like because the Terminator. Totally. It was like, so awesome. Yeah. Because, you know, I've only gotten to work with Ryan a few times, but yeah. I like him. He's a really fun guy to be on mm-hmm. set with, and, you know, and. And they've been working on that character this yeah. season. Like, yeah. you, you notice him, like, anytime you see the characters, like, starting to have more solid friendships, you know, mm-hmm. that they're, they're finding something for right, that character. Right, right, right. Yeah. Totally. It's like they did with you. They saw, you know, that he could really act, and mm-hmm. they developed He's that great. and wrote that yeah. character. Right. And, and he, like you said, he just looks like such a it was like a whole nother parish like a whole other side of him well I like that because that's you know he's gonna be some sort of supernatural yeah. creature now mm-hmm. so let's go ahead and talk about it his teammate Great. you know cop mm-hmm. turned on him yeah hey that's I can't believe that you know you I work know. with these guys for how long you think they'd be on your side and they're the ones you know trying to I guess make money off money, his death I know yeah totally and that I I loved that change in this episode it, you know comes up later on mm-hmm. we'll we'll get to it but where they start talking about how available is this list now and then there's I that know. terrifying and then it's coming out of everyone's appearing yeah. all I over and it, I love that 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 that. That opening scene suddenly set the the table for anyone can turn on you. Anyone. Mm -hmm. You start talking about this kind of danger and this kind of money, Mm -hmm. you you know, with friends like that who needs enemies, as they say, you know, anyone can turn on you. Yeah. I think that opening scene is terrifying. I know. Because we don't know anything about... And that scream. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was, like, haunting. Yes. I mean, like, definitely, I was buying... Oh, he's... He's in pain. He's gone. I thought he was gone. You know? Yeah. 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 So, it seems like his character does die and then rises from the ashes. Mm -hmm. And people on the web are predicting Mm -hmm. that he's a phoenix because that's sort of what a Mm -hmm. a phoenix does. Yes. Somebody also on... um, on the MTV website, which is where we watch the episode sometimes, Loya mm-hmm. Mutt said, and I hope I'm saying that right, Loya Mutt said that he might be a dragon because in other mm-hmm. shows, dragons have taken the, 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 <laughs> you know, the human right. form. Do they take the yeah. human form on Game of Thrones? I didn't know that they took the human form. Yeah, I didn't know I've dragons did that. I never heard of that either, but supposedly it happens. I thought that was really interesting. That I think is. it's a phoenix though. I think you're right. Yeah. It's interesting that people are seeing it as different things, mm-hmm. but I'm excited to see is that his only power? Can he survive just fire? Can he survive other yeah. things? Yeah, Does Jeff he have was talking about other that. powers mm-hmm. of the phoenix? Can right. he fly? Is he, are we going to be I discovering know. these things with him? Is he going to fall off a building and suddenly find his wings? But well, he's <laughs> a little Supermanish when he was walking. I, I, I yeah. totally yeah. thought the same thing. I was yeah. like, dude, Ryan's the next Superman. I Look know. at him! Look at him! Like, he was like this boyish, uh, totally. handsome, and, but sweet. He, I just really like uh, actor to actor. I was. 
was mm-hmm. so impressed with him in this mm-hmm. episode yeah. because that opening scene is terrifying. Like yeah. you definitely yeah. get terror, mortal terror for my <laughs> life, you know. And and then like he pulls this like vengeful tough guy stuff. Mm-hmm. But what I like is is like is the Clark Kent thing of of even where he's talking to Derek and the rest of the team. Mm-hmm. He's so innocent about it. He's yeah. still just this small town guy, yeah, you know. Right, and, and I love right. that. I think it's he's a lot like, of range. I'm only know? worth five dollars. Come on. <laughs> Like, <laughs> Five million, and it's like, wait a second, I don't even make don't like make. forty grand a year. I love that. Yeah, he kept repeating that. He repeated that last week. He repeated yeah. this th- this well, week. Yeah, that's another like, thing I like about this episode. Yeah, I do like, and we can talk about that mm-hmm. later too. But the stuff that comes up about. Uh, the Stilinski hospitalization. Yeah. Yes, let's go like, ahead and talk about that. Yeah, let's that. just talk about that now. Be- because Styles says, you know, he's going through all his dad's stuff because he wants to take care of his dad. And his oh. dad's like, I'm supposed to take care of you. I'm the father. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Styles was like, well, we should be taking care of each other. How that was a, It was. And that makes me think when, Sty- when uh, Scott goes back underneath his bed and counts that money, yeah. right. was it not all there? Yeah, I know. That's and, what I was thinking. And the too. zipper was sort of open, right? <laughs> That's going to come up again, so I can't tell you anything about that. But what I like We're about it is... Lines. Yeah, no, I'm too, the guy's so good. Wait till you see the next two episodes. It's... it's he, 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 he's going to get you so sure so many things are happening and then blow your mind again. Like, he's oh so good at it. But the thing I like about it is it, you know... There's a way in which, in this episode, you know, it comes up about paying the hospital bills. It comes mm-hmm. up about his dad's mortality. It, mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. The two cops arguing about how, you know, they're, cops risk their lives and their salaries are a joke. Like, I cops know. and teachers just get paid that. garbage. And who, these are yeah. the foundations of our culture. And and so I love I that know. it's it brings in... It, it doesn't hit us over the head, right. but... He, he brings in like stuff that that the modern teenager is worried about. Like they hear their parents arguing about can we afford mm-hmm. to send the kid Definitely. to college. They mm-hmm. hear their parents mm-hmm. like worried about the health insurance crisis. And and I love that he's not afraid to put that stuff in the show. Absolutely, you know? without mm-hmm. beating you over the head with totally. it. He's so tactful yeah. about putting these types of details in there. It's really well. It makes right. them seem like real teenagers with real families. Right, you know, right, right. I think this this season took on a whole different element. You mm-hmm. know, it is a super natural show I but it's that, nice that mm-hmm. anyone can be a killer totally especially if they need the money that's sort of taking on the whole mm-hmm. breaking bad thing i mean totally. we all have yeah. our own problems mm-hmm. and then if the money comes up even with styles um it seems like he's having this little internal debate with whether he should take some of that money from the bag under scott's bed whether he did or not i'm not sure yet mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it seems like he's even struggling and yeah. he's normally yeah. a good guy and you get it you totally mm-hmm. understand and it's like hello okay this cop was shot while at work can we not take care of his hospital yeah. <laughs> there's right. gonna be on. some stuff that's not right. paid for I by your insurance are you kidding me <laughs> I hope that doesn't really happen. I don't know. I don't know either. The department covers you in the line of duty, but it would be like, unfortunate. But that's the whole point. I know. You wouldn't be surprised to read that in the news today. Yeah. You wouldn't be surprised to read some story about cop who gets run over in the line of duty and, like, his pension won't cover it or whatever, you know? And and it's just... 
you know. So I love that. I love that element that you know it comes up when the coach is like wagging his finger at him about partying before the game. Yeah. Like I, I love that he does just enough to stay with. These are the lives of high school students, yeah, and right. they have beyond the problems they have. They're the supernatural right, stuff. Right, right, they right. have the lives of a high school student's problem. Exactly. You know, like it's it's cool. It it's is. Cool. So we have a caller on the line. Yay. Caller, what's your name? Where are you from? Hey guys, it's Johan. How's it going, guys? Johan, <laughs> how are you? Thank you for calling in. Do you have a question for Aaron? Yeah, I actually have a question for everybody. Actually. Oh, okay. What's up, man? Um, even though uh, the brilliant mind of Jeff Davis <laughs> said before that no one that has been killed in the past would come back, mm-hmm. is there a is there a small possibility? <laughs> That that Allison can come back somehow. Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm just asking. Maybe. Look, it's it, maybe. it's it's a question that only you know Jeff and his creative team can really answer. Uh, but mm-hmm. you know what's what's a, what's cool? I'm what I think asking. is cool about it. <laughs> well, you know what? What I think is cool about it, and it's a good question. But what I think is cool about the show is it. You know, we were mind, we were talking about this last year when, when Allison was killed. Like, they, they're not afraid to kill people. And so mm-hmm. it gives you a sense of the danger being real. And if right. the show resurrects everybody, all their good right. guys all the time, then you're like, ah, whatever. He's yeah. not no really states. dead. Exactly. But, no I mean, anything's possible. I don't know. I mean, what do you, what do you think? What do you think the odds of getting one of our heroes back is? I, you know what? From what it had said on the internet, Allison wanted to move on and do other things. Yeah. I know we all want her back. Mm-hmm. And, and we all wish Crystal Reed the best. Yeah, definitely. You know, sometimes, uh, for one reason or another, this is a dark show. You know, maybe yeah. she needed to work on something yeah, lighter, lighter for herself. Totally. We don't really know her reasons, but we got to respect them. I don't think they're going to bring her back just because of especially her wishes are to right. continue on as an actress right. uh, to mm-hmm. other projects. But you know what? Right. I Obviously... I'm there from the beginning. Everyone <laughs> loved this, this Scott and Allison from the beginning. Mm-hmm. We all still admire that kind of first love relationship yeah, represented totally. yeah. on screen. Mm-hmm. So I know we're we're all having a hard time getting over it. Yeah, <laughs> but thank you. I mean, it is. It is. Teen Wolf, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it is Teen Wolf. Anything can happen on Anything Teen Wolf. Anything can happen. True. Well, thank you so exactly. much for calling in. Thanks, I really John. appreciate your question, and thanks for your support. Take it easy, John. Thanks. You're welcome, guys. Have a great night. You, you too. too. Bye. <laughs> so Liam, fine. he's upset because he's now worth $18 million yeah. instead of three. And I'm, the other thing is Derek's not on the list yeah. anymore. So does yeah. that mean that he's now human? Well... That's the thing is that, that they were saying no. online <laughs> that oh God, like everybody in the in the, in the, the interwebs, fandom, yeah, it's just <laughs> they're just so brilliant. Um, Anna Mao one was saying that, yeah, well, I it's like Derek kind of already died, like that part that Derek Hale uh. that we knew is already gone. Like when Kate took him to the mm-hmm. you know that ancient temple, like the Derek that was supernatural and that we knew was. It's kind of gone. It's dead already. So that would make sense. That would make sense. Here's what I like about this thematically, though. 
and again, like I'm always speaking as like, you know, an actor reading scripts. This is what I like about this thematically for the show. It gives room for Scott to become the alpha of the right. show, which mm-hmm. is, I think, a big thing in this yeah, season. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. like, like the, the Scott of this season is like, is the mentor of the season. He's a he huge is. step up in being in mm-hmm. command. You know, mm-hmm. he is the one making decisions and taking actions and like he's the man of the house now. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I don't think that means we have to lose Derek. I think that, no. that it's, you know, you look at all these like, Joseph Campbell, like, like archetypical journeys. Like, mm-hmm. there's a whole new thing that can be done with the Derek character yeah. in terms of exploring his future and exploring, right. you know, Derek is such a, a paladin, such a cavalier in certain mm-hmm. ways. And, mm-hmm. and to explore that as, as just a man, you know, the, right. the good he can do in the world, you he, know. Him that, and Braden should just go and make babies. <laughs> <laughs> well, and make a family, a beautiful man. He would make such yeah. a great dad. Now, would he still have werewolf babies? Like, is it only that yeah. he's no I, longer? That's, 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 that's the burning question. He's human now. So. Yeah. Well, you know what I think is important about this episode? It does look like Brayden taught him how to bend, like we were talking about last week. And mm-hmm. also, it's important that he realizes he can be a hero, even with the loss of his powers. Right. Yes. He does. He's not sulking in I can't help anyone because right, I'm not right. a werewolf anymore. Yeah. So the fact that you can find a hero within yourself, mm-hmm. uh, even after yeah, you totally. have those supernatural qualities gone, I think is very important, and especially in this episode. And I love that moment when Scott was like, oh, what happened to your gun? And Derek is like, hello, you're covered in gasoline. You're going to you're gonna catch on fire. <laughs> like now okay, he's using nice. his like brain. Yeah. Not only just, you mm-hmm. know, guns, but like human brains to kind of fight off evil. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, yeah, no, I enjoy that. So let's move on to the lacrosse burning man party or yeah. just this How sweet little is that? this little bonfire. <laughs> uh so it looks like, you know, Scott's trying to take care of everyone, mm-hmm. but Malia and Liam insist on getting drunk because they're both upset mm-hmm. about different things. Mm-hmm. Malia is very upset about not the fact that Peter is her father, but right. more so the fact that Styles kept it from right. her right. because he obviously holds a, a high place in her life as yeah. someone she trusted, mm-hmm. and the fact that he kept that from her so long really affected her her whole being. You know, yeah. he was the one person she felt she could really trust, and with him withholding that information, it's definitely setting back their well, relationship. At what this do point. you think, Kristen? Would you react the same way as a as a woman? Mm-hmm. You know, would you react the same way? You know what? I it's such a huge deal. Mm. If someone knew who my father was and I was going through all these this these difficult problems, it was obvious she was gonna find out eventually. So I mm. would hope that those that I trusted the most would come to me and mm. and give me the information that they knew and not withhold that sort of like deep, crucial human need to know right. where you come from information from me. Mm. I, I feel like he was sort of withholding it for selfish reasons because you know, he didn't want her to go off and form another relationship with another man. Even that being, so? even that relationship wow. being father daughter, mm. he knew he would lose her, and at that point, he was everything to a female. So, Aww. 
You know, yeah. that's how I feel about it. Yeah. I, I get it. I know that they're going to fix things and she's going to come around and he's mm-hmm. going to, you know, apologize, but hopefully we'll get that in future episodes. Well, I mean, listen, okay, I'm a, I'm a you know, Styles is my boy, so I just love Dylan. I was so psyched <laughs> that, that I got to, my last episode got to be so that Dylan because I just, like, you know, except he's, for you punch him in the face. He's, except when I punch him in the face. No, but I mean, just as actors, like, he, he is my bosom yeah. buddy on yeah. the set. He really is. I started out with him and it was fun to go the distance with him and but so much styles defend a little here like mm-hmm. something I love mm-hmm. about the writing in the Malia character mm-hmm. is one of the things we love about her is who knows what the hell she's gonna do like, right. like she is a loose yeah. cannon mm-hmm. and and so I I do get how in that position as you know a teenager who right. loves her and has his own feelings mixed up mm-hmm. that that part of the attraction to this girl is she's crazy and, <laughs> and you tell her something like this who knows what oh she's going to haul off and that's do, a very, you know? that's, that's, that's very yeah. valid you, you know? did a fantastic like job a guy's it, point of view I, I understand you know? I totally I'm so glad that listen, we did this anybody who's like been in the same relationship for over a year with a woman mm-hmm. like you know there's certain moments where you're like if I say this, the <laughs> unbelievable mayhem storm that is about to happen, and I know I'm supposed to, and I know I should, oh, but the payoff of this is going to be so yeah. vicious, you know? Ooh. And you get that about Malia. And mm-hmm. and again, I think as an audience, it's part of what we love about her. is like, totally. that chick's crazy. You know? <laughs> I, I love her. She I is know. my new her. favorite character. Same. Someone who I know yes. you stem from a past where you yeah. grew up in heavy woods, you know, in your backyard, you play it outside a lot. I That's did too. True. I admire her so much yeah, for just acting on, child. yeah, her yeah. natural instincts, mm-hmm. being this wild child. I love it. I think that it. We all need it. I feel like as a culture, we need it. So I'm, I'm glad when she sticks up for her natural instincts, and they're represented in the show. Well, and mm-hmm. you know, again, like Shelley is just Shelley's awesome. Mm. You know, the the first Eichenhaus episode, Shelly and I were in together. We had the Bruns- the first Brunsky episode, he gets in this fist fight with her. And, yeah. um, and she's just, like, talk about an actor who is fun on set, keeps her sense of humor, has that sort of like, whoa, what's going on? Like, cavalier, <laughs> like, she's cool. She's, mm-hmm, she really yeah. is. She's someone who's just naturally cool. Mm-hmm. You want to hang out <laughs> with her. But she's she's complimentary of the other actors. She's appreciative of the job. She's appreciative of the script. Like, she's a great actress to work mm-hmm. with. So I'm psyched that that character is getting such a good response. Because I think she idea. can have a long life on the show if she wants it. You know? mm-hmm, yeah. No, I agree. And I'm I'm curious if they're going to now make Parrish, you know, one of the main characters too, if he's going to become part of the pack or what I his fate so. is. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's I mean, I hope so. <laughs> it's it, it's it's really smart to me that they're like, you know, the the original team is growing up, mm-hmm. you know, and right. so with that some of the storylines with their parents, with mm-hmm. their, you know, all their associations like I think they're doing a very smart job of mm-hmm. like building new friendships and new packs and new teams, right. you know, right. because it's you know like like it's it's a it's high like school life. show. Yeah, it's it, like life. These guys are going to graduate yeah. high school eventually, and yeah, then you, you know you have to you have to have some some new stuff, some material for us to mm-hmm. to move on with. You right. Know? So I they're, the they're doing a good, good job, like laying yeah. the pipe for future episodes. Absolutely. 
But so then, you know, it turns out that the DJ, now is the DJ one of like the I bad guys know. here? Because, I mean, music in the show is amazing and I love that it's now a that. villain. Yes. I liked that the, the music was involved as mm-hmm. being a bad guy and was actually that. what was, you know, they have that like noise that only dogs can hear right. and it affects yes, them. So yes. I think they were sort of going off that kind of frequencies mm, I see, yeah. that I see. affects werewolves. Yeah, I was wondering yeah. what that was. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, but I just, I, I, I love that. I think it's, again, it's just like such a, it's such an original idea and yeah. it's, and it's simple and it works mm-hmm. and yet like it immediately places them in this disastrous scenario that, mm-hmm. that, just instinctively we're all afraid of. And it where, was brilliant because like they act intoxicated and then right. like, you know, and totally. then it's like in, for the environment the security guards come in like, oh yeah, they're too intoxicated. It's like, what a, oh my God. Like totally yeah. helpless yeah. and at the Seriously. mercy of the world and the world has gone crazy around you. Like it is, it's it's a scenario that, that anybody just instinctively responds to mm-hmm. with panic, you know. Right. Which makes the scene such a payoff that like he pulls the big hero stuff. Yeah. Scott does. Yeah. But I agree, like the way they kept shooting the DJ, like mm-hmm. like it wasn't just the sound, like they were fixated on that character right. in mm-hmm. this really like vicious sort of way. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and yet also it was just the intensity of the party. So I thought that was an awesome fine line in this episode. Totally. You know? Yeah. I agree. I I just I could talk about that forever because it's just cool like scene. the visual of like raves and yeah, the DJ's part in it all and it's mm-hmm. a cool scene. I loved it. Um so let's go ahead and talk about Lydia's grandmother because Lorraine we were confused about whether they were you know showing us that she could be the benefactor considering she wrote that code and then we kind of get the backstory told by Lydia talking about you know how her grandmother was in love with this woman Maddie Mm -hmm. and sort of predicted her death I love that it was a woman. And then we finally yeah, find all. out what happened in the white room. Mm-hmm. So that's where they brought in the psychologists and Meredith to help them figure out how it was possible that Lorraine actually mm-hmm. knew mm-hmm. that, you know, her partner was going to die. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that we finally got what happened in that right. in that white room. And it makes sense because, you know, white rooms, the white padded rooms, it right, all right. makes sense that that's like a psychological yes. room where chaos happened. Mm-hmm. We, we were like debating what was going on in that room. I thought it might be something worse considering like it was a soundproof room. Well, and I love, you know, I love the the again like the working every angle on the banshee connection between mm-hmm. Meredith and Lydia mm-hmm. and her grandmother and the mm-hmm. way the way they they keep you guessing about the the way they go to this like this horrible like now generational guilt of how they've ruined yeah. Meredith's life you know yeah. how they've driven her crazy like all this stuff like it's just you know, it leads you so in, and there's there's more to discover on that. There's there's more yeah. stuff that's going to so, come yeah. out. It was about so Lorraine. much information, like, yeah. Lorraine so Lorraine fast, and then over. it just ended. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I was like, yeah. yeah. So then we find out that this is uh, not who's going to die list that the aerial cipher key reveals, but it's who already died, and it just so happens mm-hmm. that that they were the ten suicides that happened at Eichenhaus. Well, and Doctor Brunsky's just name. 
happens to clean them all up. Yeah, so... What are you going to do? Styles and Lydia sets off to investigate. Mm-hmm. And right, what a good idea that was. Right, so <laughs> they try to bribe you, and then you put in this mixtape, and I was like, oh my... Something is not right. At that point, mm-hmm. we obviously were all pointing the finger at you, because mm-hmm. the other mixtapes all had instructions on them, but this one, of course, had music that you were right. listening to. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, a lot's gonna. Uh, we actually we had a really interesting discussion. Jennifer Lynch, who is the mm. director of this episode, have she ever had her on? We haven't. She's no. Amazing. She's amazing. We had a really. There's there's a line that comes up right before he attacks them, where he says it. It was the tapes, wasn't it? Yeah. And what did that mean? Well, because well, we had this discussion of. When when has he decided he's going to do the man? Right. Which mm-hmm. then basically goes to when has Meredith decided she's going to do the man? And and realizing that in this episode, this for Meredith and Brunsky and like the the sick thing that's going on between them that you don't know about until now. This moment's an improvisation. Like they did not plan on doing these kids in right now. This is mm-hmm. this is a surprise to them that has to get handled. Right. That, that this isn't a trap that he laid for them, that, that he was legitimately going to try to get rid of them, but they cross yeah. they cross the line of knowing too much. Right. And, right. and so, I thought that was a great yeah. line, because that's what it meant to me, is, okay, because you guys noticed the tapes, because they yeah. did. They glanced back and forth yes. at each other. It yes. definitely stuck out in both their minds that something was off, and they were new about the tapes. Mm-hmm. So they were definitely already pointing the finger at you mentally, so, and so were we. Yeah, yeah. So, did, yeah. so is Brunsky saying that to Meredith? Uh, he, well, he said he no. He says that to Lydia. Yeah, okay. when they're looking okay. over yeah. the list. Yeah, and then he, you know, the other one that I think in which I loved that they wrote in it just cracked me and, and O'Brien up so freaking much was was when he's taking the injection and he and he says, you know, I don't have any special powers. But somehow I just knew we were going to get to do this again. (laughs) (laughs) And and I loved that because it was a nice throwback line that it started with that character. But but also indicates that that he didn't see this, that this is a happy surprise for him. Mm -hmm. That getting to kill these two kids wasn't in his plan, but... Why not? They're here yeah. and I'll have fun. What's you know? so, wrong with him? And was he planning on just drugging them? Or was that just the beginning of it? Of an be- overdose? Because Yeah, was yeah. he just, was the overdose going to be how they died? Because there was that line about, you know, teenagers breaking into the drug closet. Yeah. So was that the plan? Was just going to be an overdose? Or I was like, is this the beginning of the torture? I think, you know, the way I read it, the, you know, it's a good question. We'll never, we'll never get the answer ah. to that question. The way I read it, he's up against the wall mm-hmm. with what these kids have discovered. Right. And, and he's got to OD them. And then somehow, uh, you know, the same way he's done with the others, set yes. up, set okay. up a suicide or set up that they OD'd accidentally, mm-hmm. that they broke in, something so like that. So it was supposed so, to be an OD. Yeah. Okay. I think, yeah. That's I, what I thought too. Yeah. I think he's, he's making up the cover up on that as he's going mm-hmm. along, you know. Now, I want to talk about what he thinks uh, about helping these these patients who weren't helped. He he saw that uh, that he didn't think that could be helped. He thought that by helping them commit suicide, it was a release for them. And he talks a little bit about it. Can you explain more of that to us and sort of sure. what the character, and what was going on in the character's mind? Sure. Well, you know, I'll tell you what I think, and this is this is. 
you know, this is part of the fun of being an actor is is you create, you know, we talked about this with the Nogitsune with a lot mm-hmm. of the, the physical stuff. You create stuff that, you know, the audience is never going to say, oh, that's what he's doing. But what it does then is it creates behavior because the, the part in the scene that I actually love the most is when he gets mad that they call him a serial killer. Yeah. yeah. That he's resentful, that, that, mm-hmm. that that's the mm-hmm. way they're going to think about him because obviously he thinks he's doing something of much greater importance right. than that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, stuff's going to come out about, you know, yeah. you add up the years Meredith couldn't have been alive while he was doing all of this, you know, or at least could not have been as influential as this. So stuff's going to come out about that. But there's, you know, there's a lot of, uh, I mean, not to download. It's so fun. It's good. You're going to dig it. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, to make put in a really simple analogy, and they talk about using the Jedi mind trick on the weak mind, you know, mm. and and I don't think that Brunsky's weak minded, but but it's clearly someone who has a fracture in his mind about morality, right. about right and wrong. That I definitely, you know, when I got that script, started doing some research about schizophrenic people who literally hear voices. Mm-hmm. Not that I think he did, but I thought what an interesting connection with the Banshee and, and with a character who right. something. He right. feels, he oh. says she was controlling me. Yeah. He obviously for some time has mm. felt like there is another consciousness that compels right. me to yeah. do this right. stuff. Wow, that is and so fascinating. Yeah, so do we, we will get to see more of the Brunsky meredith kind yeah, of relationship. You'll, <laughs> you'll, you'll get, <laughs> to, like you'll get to discover to. more about, okay. about yeah. the way that was operating. I'm super curious yeah. as to yeah. where I, that's I, going. And yeah, it's, it's I gonna, hope there's some flashbacks. It's bigger. It's, it's right. bigger. It's you'll get to discover some stuff about. Okay, that, yeah. You know. But and, I just think it's it's so important to meditate on that moment for a second. That just you know, villains they all do yeah. have this mindset. They are doing something positive for the person who they're torturing and also the world. Yeah. So yes. like saying that he was um, helping them reach that release. I mean, well, in, it's very kind of like an emotional thing, but also it's kind of cool. So psychologically to think about mm-hmm. what that means exactly because you know internally i'm sure they are all fighting some sort of very serious psychological disease and then saying that he's helping them reach that kind of release of maybe whatever those internal voices are that they are hearing mm-hmm. well there was an interesting thing like a year ago now the the first brunsky episode last season that jeff said about it when you know <laughs> because I shot both characters in that episode. So if you remember, I played yeah. both characters uh-huh. in Eichenhaus. So playing Brunsky was actually a, a, uh, a like literally a 12 hour surprise to me. Like I got the script <laughs> and the next day I was playing this character. And so Crazy. he, thank God he came to the set that day and let me ask him some questions. And, you know, he told me a story about someone he knew. And, uh, you know, I'm going to do my best not to reveal too much because it was a personal story but he he talked about having some some personal knowledge of of these guys who work with mentally disturbed teenagers in mm. particular that you have these these kids in like the the physical prime of their life jacked up on all sorts of hormones mm. and medications mm. and with serious problems and that people who work with them are constantly dealing with I'm trying to help you and you do anything you can to hurt me like the mm. second I turn my back you're looking to stab a pen in my yeah. neck oh. and, and he said you got to get it the, gets 
to this, yes, that this guy has been through so many years of this mm. that it is warfare between him and these kids, right, and right. and that's not what he set out for, but mm. but what he set out to do was help them, and and yeah, that yeah, yeah. that seed of it really was was helpful for me in the mm. character in saying that everything he's doing somehow for him is an effort to keep some order and some sanity around yeah. here in in a freaking jungle that he has to yeah. deal with you know yeah. what i mean so yeah, so like, i got carried yeah. there all the way to the end i'm so you know? glad you shared yeah, that cuz totally. that really reveals like a lot of backstory mm-hmm. for that character and that's mm-hmm. very helpful in understanding yeah. exactly you know the villain in this episode actor, without a doubt you know Definitely. gives you something to build on you totally. know cuz you do you wonder how people like this end up this way yeah, you know what exactly. happened to this guy you know I I think that, you know, that's a huge part of his character, and I kind of wish we got to hear that monologue from him, you know? I think it's very helpful. That's true. That would have been understand, a great monologue. Like, to understand the inside well, working of a villain. Yeah. So, yeah, he maybe. was making tapes. Yeah. Oh, oh that's awesome. I, I'm looking forward to those tapes. So let's talk a little bit about Meredith. <clears throat> and is she trying... Now, it's appearing that she is the benefactor here. And, you know, could she possibly have done this all alone? Is she yeah. trying to get revenge? And where is she getting the money? I know. Yeah, did she what's steal the, the money Peter? from the vault? I don't think she, she was Malia's the one. Mother? Is she, I don't think she's old enough to be Malia's mother. No, no. No, no, I don't think no. that's anything to do with it. Yeah. But, but the thing is, she's been in Eichenhaus. And yes. she's controlling people. So I don't think she was the one who stole the money because she was in Eichenhaus. Mm. I think she's definitely working with somebody else. Mm. And maybe she's controlling them. I want to know exactly how she was controlling you. And is that something Lydia can do? But she yes, was the benefactor. And, she is the benefactor, okay. right? Well, like, well, I feel like there's more than one benefactor. Yeah, yeah, I right, agree. I think there might be... Like I said, and you're going to discover more, but like the, the interesting thing that comes up for me in the, the sort of folklore of, mm-hmm. of this episode, what I was talking about with the banshees and the schizophrenia, and actually even goes back to all the void possession is, mm. is this idea of, of we have this group of people, the banshees that hear voices and, you know, and now you have this one that's, that, that obviously has, has made someone else act out on their will. And so it brings up the question, one of the questions that's going to come up a lot is, is who these people's identity are if there's something going on inside them that they feel is other but now starts compelling them to do something. Wow. So is it, who is it, who is it doing these things? Because I Brunsky's see. just the first one to put it on the nose of saying, you think it was me and it was him. He killed all these people mm-hmm. and he says, but it wasn't me. I'm not right. acting on my behalf. Mm-hmm. So then you have to ask that about all these characters when they're, so when they're not Meredith. acting on their own right. behalf. Maybe like, Meredith's how far gone is she? Yeah. Into someone else's devices, mm, you know. Right. Yeah. No, I. You know what? I don't think she. I never pinpointed her as being the benefactor because she just came off as someone who really was sick, but had these powers and but couldn't mm-hmm. quite get a handle on them, and was just sort of. She has kind of always seemed like an instrument, mm-hmm. you know. Do you remember? Do you remember her very first scene? Um, with this? the this with the phone. Year. Yes. Do you yes. remember what she says on the phone? There's one behind me. She's right. Yes, and yeah. and who is it that's behind her? Uh, Styles. And he was and Malia. Malia. Mm-hmm. So she's talking mm-hmm. to nobody on the phone, mm-hmm. and she's yeah. talking about she's right behind me. 
And so to me, and I don't know, this is just me watching the episodes. To me, Mm -hmm. it makes me go like this. There's some, there's some multiplicity thing that's been going on this girl for a long while Mm -hmm. where she's been having conversations about these people on the list for Mm -hmm. a long time. And oh, oh, you see what I'm saying? Oh, I see. She's talking about the people who are on the list. Well, because there's no payoff in season in the last season of mm. of what that phone call is about. Right. But Styles isn't. But that's is that why his his name is on the list now? Well, they it gets written in at the very last oh. second. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. I mean, who now? Who wrote it in? It wasn't Lydia. I don't know that it, it could have been Dr. Brunsky. But you remember, been, he says it's, it's in your, your handwriting. handwriting. He tells which it then oh. brings up. So did she write it in? And if when she wrote, yes. and she says, I don't remember, remember? doing it. Oh my so gosh. it's all this stuff. Of, yes, yes, yeah. When you do things, are you not acting as yourself? Oh and my how gosh. many people going on oh in this gosh. plot are not be, are acting as someone yes. else, even though it's them doing it? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. remember. I think it was the beginning of this season when I was like, I feel like Lydia's going crazy a little bit. Do you remember? I do. And Good job. We, and then we were like, and then we were like, and we were like, the possession thing is has already happened with Styles. Mm-hmm. But but now I'm think I'm rethinking like, yeah, I think that's a possibility. That's like a very interesting thing. Is yeah. you know that you're there's something going on that you're doing actions for somebody else and it's sort of like the whole puppeteering of the strings, right. you know, like who are mm-hmm. they pulling on? And, and yeah. that's such a scary thing. Mm-hmm. Well, and again, I I love it thematically for for a show that's a teenage show mm-hmm. and a show that's about shape-shifting because right. because what it does for me is it says this show, like these these wonderful, amazing events that are happening in this show, what it hits home about is how many times, especially when we were teenagers, but even as adults, do you have moments where you literally say, I can't believe that was me. Yeah. I can't believe I yeah. did that. I yeah. felt like someone else. Yeah. And that's what it hits in us, is we all have moments gripped mm. by rage or love or whatnot that we look back and it's... It's so. It's as if someone has to tell us it was us, mm, you yeah. know. And I remember this fist fight I got in when this guy uh, hit what hit one of my brothers. Mm-hmm. We were this, my brother got in this argument in this parking lot, and uh, and but my brother was walking away from the argument when he turned his head. This guy reached out and punched my brother. Oh, that's so and shady. Literally, the next thing I knew. I was standing on the sidewalk and the guy was lying in the street with a bloody nose and a fat oh lip gosh. and and I had to turn to my brother and go, I just beat him up. And he said, Yeah, you did. <laughs> wow. And, and you didn't I had remember? no idea. Oh wow. I had to like replay it in my head and realize I'd done it. And it was wow. literally like I knew I'd done it, but like it was someone other than me that did it. It was and like Catherine Zeta Jones in Chicago. Yeah. She didn't realize she did it. Yes. And, and she was and, dropping the foot on And her I hands. love that. I love that dramatically because I think ultimately yeah. it plays on that in us mm-hmm. that we all have those moments of it doesn't feel like me and yet yeah. I know it's me. You yeah. know what I mean? That's really cool. We're bringing up so many very I enlightened know. psychological issues. Like, <laughs> I know. Well, that's what I love Aaron about this so show. Cool. It's a deep show, it man. It is a it's deep a cool show. show yeah. It know? is. 
Because then I'm glad that we have this after show that we can talk about it. Well, before we head out, I want to ask you a few questions about yeah. what you're working on and sure. your time on Teen Wolf. So, can you remind us all, we've talked to you about it before, sure. what sort of, maybe from your childhood or from your when you were younger, what led you into wanting to be an actor and then maybe yeah. like your first break? Um, you know, the... I, I grew up in the sticks, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's being an actor was one of those things that I don't know when I decided that's what I was going to do. I just knew it's what I was going to do. Like, like by the time I was a teenager, I just, there wasn't anything else I was going to do. And, and I got lucky to do uh, a lot of live theater and a lot of traveling shows. Mm-hmm. I, I went over sees with my brother for a little while doing street shows and oh and cool what kind brother, of street shows yeah, we brother... did puppet shows and still what? walking shows wow. we did we did this trick sword fighting show where we had a we made these puppets where the the we would we would use a child's set of clothing mm-hmm. and the head of the puppet was on our elbow so there's another small person standing right here and this is his hand so I'm two people I'm me and oh, I'm this guy oh it's like and it's kind of like ventriloquist but more yeah. focused on on the movement of it and so we would do these shows where we were each these like uh, spadachino is the Italian <laughs> word for it, these, these swashbuckling sword fires but we were ourselves and our sidekick so we'd fight That's each amazing. other and then our sidekicks would fight oh each other God. and then we'd argue with our sidekick and we, it was just like that is goofiness hilarious. I would love to see something like that it was like fun that. I'll, yeah. I'll text you a picture yeah. oh yeah and, please and, uh, tweet it out too yeah I have like I have red hair down to here I have this crazy what? like Sons oh of Anarchy mustache going on was it's it real? Total, real? yeah no, I mean that was me in my class you know it's, wow. wow. It's so, but what I mean is, like, I, I, I got fortunate enough to live a whole life of a wide range of live mm-hmm. performance before yeah. I ever got to TV. Yeah. And, and it made it hard because I got to TV actually through, um, I got, I got to film finally through, through the Polar Express. I was, I was doing a trick mm-hmm. show. I was doing a circus show. And I got hired to do a bunch of the mocap work. Um, oh, on, that makes uh, sense. I was with a small circus called the Eye of Newt Circus, and and they s- had seen a number of circuses and and hired a handful of circus performers to do a lot of the motion capture work. Mm. And um, and so that was the first time I was making camera money for for several yeah. months straight. And so that was in my early thirties. Um, and I got an agency, and they said, "Look, it's going to be an uphill battle because you've been doing live work, which is great, but." But the thing that was always the strong suit was I'd learn to do my job well. And, right. Yeah, and, and it shows. Yeah, you, it does. Thanks, it really does. Know? Thank you. I appreciate it. Like, that. all the movements you know. that you did as the new gets in it, it's mm-hmm. all making sense, especially because oh, you're doing these street acts. Exactly. Now, did you have to take, did they make you take acting classes or anything? Um, I took, I have mm-hmm. taken a lot of acting classes. Whenever I'm not working, I still do. Wow. I think great. it's very, very important. I think as an actor, you have to, Never decide that you are done. Never decide right. that you are good enough. Mm. But right now, fortunately, for a couple of years, I've been busy. I, I uh, you know, I did. I yeah, did can a we spot. talk about some stuff that you're yeah. working on? Sure. Yeah. I, you know, I was I was working on major crimes for a while. I was working cool. on Franklin and Bash for a while. So I had some good little guest stars before, on the hiatus for Teen Wolf. Came back and did you know a handful for Teen Wolf. Um, there's a, a Disney pilot on the table right awesome. right now. Testing this week. Um, and uh and I've I've been in 
many times. Sort of, they're they're kind of looking for a spot, maybe for me on the new Twelve oh, Monkeys that shoots awesome. up in Vancouver. Oh and uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I get I get to read for a new show tomorrow that uh, that. Oh, yeah, heck with it. I think that it's in the trades. I, I get to read for a show that Patrick Stewart's going to be on. And, wow. And, you know, Professor X. So, like, that's, that's huge. That's Thanks for me, you know. And, and so Send it's, good it's been great. Way. Yeah. And it's Sending good energy your way. But I, I have to say, you know, in this past year, I, I, I got to really say, like, the guys at Teen Wolf made a difference for me. I really have to say mm. that. They, wow. I've been, you know, I've been doing two and three episodes at a time for years and years and years. Mm. And these guys really, they liked what I was doing. They mm. gave me planned for two episodes. And I think I ended up with 11 over two seasons, yeah, you yeah. know, and, and, uh, and that's nice. That, that, mm-hmm. that kept me working because I'll, I'll tell you what, new pilots and new, and new shows. They look up, and if you're working and people are liking your stuff, they want you all of a sudden, mm-hmm. man. And yeah. so it's been a great year. Done a lot of work. Shot, you know, I have a couple of, like I said, a couple of pilots in the can. They're being shown around town right now. So uh, so I'm keeping busy. It's well, good. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. That's so exciting. Thanks. We're excited to see, you yeah. know, where your future is going to take you. We will be there watching. Thank I you. know. Seriously, please oh, let us know. And I'm in a live show. I always, Whenever I get a chance, <gasps> I do a play, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like, uh-huh. do... I'm telling you, actors out there, like, don't stop working. The second you're not doing something, go find something to do. Yeah. And uh, and I'm doing um, a version of King Lear. Oh, um, oh where wow. can we go and it's, see this? It's at the Will Gear Theatricum, okay. at the Theatricum Botanicum, which is mm-hmm. a beautiful outdoor theater, 300-seat venue Where? in Topanga. Oh, my gosh. It's, in it's in Topanga. It's, okay. it's like a small version of the Greek theater. It's an amazing awesome. place to see wow. a show. Uh-huh. It's got an awesome slant on it. Instead of a man playing king, Ellen Gear, who is the artistic director of the show, is playing it as a queen. She's wow. made it a story. Oh, my God. Yeah. We have That's to go see cool. that. It's when usually, is it playing? Um, yeah, it's when it's is currently it playing. If you go to theatricum.com, T H E A T R. I-C-U-M, theatricum.com. You can see their schedule. Okay, And awesome. she is... In, and you're in all the shows? I, I'm in that, yes, I'm in that show, and she is, she's like the heavy lifter in the show, and she's amazing. Wow, I would love amazing. to see her. Amazing. So, let's go. Let's go. Okay, go. You know, let's I'll text go. you both. Yeah, and, awesome. And, perfect, perfect. So I'm going to be and doing that And let's tweet the out the month. details. Yes, awesome. Any of the fans who want to come with us, do you know, I would love to join us. You know what's hilarious? I just did, I just did a... In the spring, I had, again, I had a window, so I did a live show. I did four weeks of a show called Ajax in Iraq Mm -hmm. down at the Miles in... I wanted to come to that. A bunch of Teen Wolf fans showed up. No Every night, people would come up to me and say, we saw you on Teen Wolf, so we came to see your show. (laughs) Wow. That's fantastic. And and it was just awesome. I think we talked about it last year. Yeah, we did. We did. Actually, we should tweet this picture out that you sent me. Oh, I just sent her a show. It was a gnarly dark show. Show. It yeah. looks, it looks it, awesome. It's, it's good. Well, but. we have to wrap up, but I can't. Thanks so wait. much for having me again. Thank such you a so much. Like it's you always so such a blast when you join it us really in is. studio. Where can the fans follow you? You can follow me. I'm uh, at Loudmouth Tarzan. If you want to follow me on Twitter, <laughs> awesome. and that that comes from my trapeze days. Or is there Aaron a number Hendry. on the end? No, at okay. Loudmouth Tarzan or yeah. Aaron Hendry IMDb. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. June, where can we find and you? And you guys can always tweet me questions or comments at Miss underscore June Lee. That's M-S, not M-I-S-S. 
Awesome. And it looks like next week, Derek's making his own Deadpool list. Dun, 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 for everyone dun. that's hunting them. There's a special uh, screening of it on Sunday night before the VMAs. I think at 7 o'clock on MTV, but they're also going to show it on Monday. So our show's going to be on Tuesday. I hope you guys will join us. You can follow me at Cinematic Escape on Twitter, or you can check out my blog, CinematicEscape.com. Thanks for tuning in. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Yes, he does. Bye. See you later. Thanks. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.